Today's show is brought to you by the ridiculously comfortable Casper mattresses. Get $50 off any mattress purchase at caspertrial.com slash profit. Now let's get profitable. This is the Personal Profitability Podcast with Eric Rosenberg. Hey there, profiteers. Welcome back to the Personal Profitability Podcast for episode number 85. As always, I am your host, Eric Rosenberg, and I am very excited for today's guests, Tim and Amy Rutherford. But before we get to that, I want to chat with you for a couple minutes, give you some updates. So uh, we are doing well now post-fire. Uh, everything's calmed down at the, at the Rosenberg house. Um, month-old baby's doing well. Mom's doing well. So everything is good on that front. I am ripped roaring for a new good 2018 of business. I had an awesome wrap up of last year. I came in with $129,000 of revenue. And you can see the exact way I got there at my revenue reports and income reports page. Just head to personalprofitability.com, click on income reports at the top, and you can find that easily. So speaking of income, our next guests have this big income and realized they were living so far beyond their means, even though they were making a lot of money, they weren't getting ahead financially. So this Denver-based couple scaled back everything in their life. Now they focus their money just on the things they care about most, like travel, and stop wasting on things that you know, just aren't as valuable to them. And you know, that's what it's all about. You know, Don't try to keep up with the Joneses. As I always say, the Joneses probably have $10,000 in credit card debt. So just spend the money on what you value and what you think will really enhance your life. That is all for right now. Let's dive into that interview in just one minute after this quick message. We talk about investing a lot on this show, but if there's one place people don't invest enough, it's their sleep. We spend about a third of our life in bed, and yet we have pillows and mattresses that aren't optimal. You've already probably heard about the Casper mattress if you listen to podcasts like I do, but I wasn't ready to put the money in and buy a mattress just yet, so I bought the Casper pillow, and I have to say I love it. It's the most comfortable pillow I've ever owned and gives me a great night's sleep. If you want to try out the Casper pillow or even get $50 towards any mattress purchase at casper.com, head to caspertrial.com profit. That's caspertrial.com profit. This is one investment you won't regret. All right, ladies and gentlemen, I am here with today's guests, a duo, a couple, an awesome online power family that they've put together. Tim and Amy Rutherford, are you ready to get profitable? We, yes, are. we are. Hello, Eric. Happy New Year to you. Yes, Happy New Year. Do you like that online money power couple? I just came up with that. I love on that. I lo- I'm yeah. like, oh, we are- okay, yeah. great. Yes, for the new out. year, that's what we are. We're the new power family couple. I love it. And with your new microphones, we sound so good. I'm excited to jump in and learn more about about your money journey. So fun connection for us, for listeners. So we met um, through the FinCon world. We were actually all volunteers at CardCon this year, which is a special pre-conference before FinCon, all about credit cards and good stuff like that. You can learn more at CardCon.com. That'll be linked in the show notes. We are also both uh, have roots in Colorado. I grew up there. I spent like 23 years there, I think. And actually, fun fact, today is the 
four-year anniversary, I believe, of my leaving Colorado. So oh, sorry, Colorado guys. misses we you. Colorado was worse <laughs> with you leaving it. We're both transplanted here as well, so uh, we, it's, we it's heaven here. Yeah, we love it here. We don't know why you left. It was an adventure, and then living by family with a baby. You oh, know, well, then okay. We, we support reasons. that completely. And now two babies. That uh, one just joined us a month ago, so it's a uh, it's been a busy time for our family. But Big enough congratulations about congratulations for you. Thank you, yeah. thank you. So I know your history has not always been so financially minded. It was not always your first priority, but now you live a frugal lifestyle where. You, you don't focus as much on you know things. You focus more on travel and great life experiences. You know, what happened in your life that put you on that journey to taking control of your money? That's a great question. And I'll try to answer this as quickly as possible. Tim and I, we've been together for 11 years now. And in the first, I don't know, the first year and a half of our relationship dating and all that. We got married a year on our year and a half anniversary. And soon after that, we were, we spent a decent amount of money. So we had something kind of interesting. We, as, as a couple, we had nice earnings. We were excellent savers, but we were big spenders and we would track our spending. Tim tracked our spending. Really, he's tracked his own spending every day since he graduated from college with Quicken. So we've always known our spending and we'd have a semi-annual review. We'd look at everything that we spent. We just look at the numbers and say, oh, that's a lot of spending in the dining category or in the entertainment category or in the travel category or in some categories. We're like, wow, that's high. Um, we wouldn't do anything about it because we were happy that our savings rate was high. And we were not in any debt, except for we had a mortgage on our primary residence. So so we felt okay. And then we had an interview with a life insurance salesman. When you say spending oh. a lot, Amy, do you want to say how Oh, much I will. So I'll be happy to say it. We spent, and this is not including taxes or savings. This is what we spent. We spent $115,000 on average every year. That, every that year. doesn't include taxes. That doesn't yeah. include That's spending money. Where did it all go aside from your private jet? No, I know, I know uh, private jet costs and, and more than a, that. And, here's, and we were, we would have looked, and by the way, we might have said we were careful about money then. So, and beca again, we because we did a traveling, we ate out a lot. We, we ate uh, out a lot. So any, so I ate out, I, and it's, it's stuff that adds up, which is, so we, we had a big house that had a lot of expenses that come with having our a big house. Our house was 6,000 square feet and it was, oh, here, it was a new build, new construction there. What a money pit because we had to pay for a yard. We had to pay for a fence. We had to pay for custom blinds and a six thousand square foot house that's a lot of big blinds and a lot of sushi along the way i am uh, it's funny you funny. say that that was we looked at our at our favorite sushi at our, not even our favorite at our local sushi restaurant we're like oh holy moly that's a lot of money spending spent. four hundred dollars a month on sushi <laughs> that's not tim's exaggerating but, but it was it, but it but to look at our we wouldn't have so now looking at that we're like how is there any way that we could have spent that but it really wasn't hard. We weren't big shoppers. We so we took we vacation. We took a cruise with the family. We went to I mean to San Francisco with the family or to Disneyland. This isn't. We weren't living a life that you. So except for our excessive giant house, we weren't driving. I mean the most uh, high end cars. We like so that's that's kind of like a moderate looking life when you looked at us. We weren't wearing designer clothes and and all of that. And so we had this meeting with a life insurance agent. I don't know, four or five years ago. And we learned about the 4% rule. So what that helped us understand is how much money at, for life insurance would we need to support our entire lives if we didn't want to return back to work if one of us were to pass away. And so that 4% rule, understanding that 
really gave us a clear picture of how much do we need to retire. And what we put together is at the lower we can get our spending, the less money we need in that bigger pool of money to draw from, the less years we need to work to save that money. And that was really the aha moment. What it really hammered home for us, I think, also was the the fact that so to maintain our level of spending, what we were spending back in the day, we were going to have to work another 20 years in order to, to keep that spending level in our life. Wow, 20 years. Could you imagine having to work an extra 20 years? Like, I don't think anyone likes sushi and Starbucks that much. It's funny you say that because we we realize, because we really, if anyone even says the word sushi, Tim and I are like, oh, we must have sushi now. And so it's hard, it gets in our brain. But the, what I- Sorry, really, I just ruined your night. <laughs> I don't know where we'll see you. And so what I realized is uh, that there's nothing on earth that is worth more to me than my freedom and not having to and not having to go to work. And I I loved my job. So it's not like I, I had some awful job. I really this is someone who liked their job. But I there's nothing sushi dinner isn't gonna be I, the, the freedom that I get from not working, there's nothing I wouldn't give up for it. I can totally relate. I imagine a lot of people can relate. You know, I had the same thing. I really enjoyed my job and my career. I worked really hard at it and got an MBA and you know, six years in college you don't like accidentally become a senior financial analyst, but <laughs> no. uh, but the same thing. This this ability as a freelancer now and business owner to dictate my own schedule to be wherever I want to be whenever I want to be as long as I have an internet connection I can work there. I mean, there is such a huge value to that. I don't know how you would assign a number of dollars of oh, it's worth you know two hundred thousand dollars to have that freedom. Like I think it's like. It's one of those priceless things in life. I can just be there for my family or wherever I want, whenever I want. It's so cool. Yep, we absolutely agree. And and we didn't aspire, when we say we're retired, that's sort of a stretch. I mean, we didn't aspire to, to be on a beach. We aspired to have our freedom. And so we that's don't have we, any income. So yeah, when we retire, it's because we have no income. That's right. Yeah. We don't have any income. We have but, no earned income, I should say. If income happens along the way, then so be it. But it wasn't something, um, we, we just, we wanted our freedom. We have that's it. awesome. So did you start any fun entrepreneurial projects as a with all your new free time yeah our blog is part of that so we talk about uh, what we do and so that's something that we've launched uh, to, to discuss um <laughs> amy's giving me grief here uh, to discuss what we've done how we do it and how we continue to do it we also talk about award travel and, and how you might be able to do that and so that's something that we've launched in order to potentially have a little bit of income our end game there really though is to share with our with an audience, how you could potentially be free as well. And so Amy and I feel like we're we're born again. We we're very passionate about our freedom. And so it's funny whenever we start having conversations with people about our new frugal life, I think it, it immediately turns off a lot of people, especially the people who that were our our, our some some of our current friends who still potentially spend one hundred and fifteen thousand dollars a year. They just don't get how they could live with that with less. Well, what do you tell them? What's what? That's that's a great next a great segue. So for people who want to emulate uh, the spending style you guys have, but not throw away their whole lifestyle, what do you tell them? Yeah, and the first thing we tell them is our life is amazing, and so our freedom. There, there's no thing, just like Amy said before, that that we would trade. Uh, for our freedom. So all these things that you may have in your life because you can spend a lot of money, well, those come at a cost. And so we just did a post recently about we have a friend who has a uh, 
a set of lights that he puts on his house every year. And this Christmas year, lights. Christmas lights. And so he paid somebody $400 just to install and remove the second story lights. Not all the lights, the second story lights. And so we did the math on what it would take to keep this $400 thing in his life, for the, for assuming he continued to do this for the rest of his life. So you would need roughly $10,000 in savings to support this one $400 habit. And so if, you see, if he's saving 1000 bucks a month, that's 10 extra months of work that he would have to do and save in order to actually keep this thing in his life. That would be a selfless you know, months of work because it's really for your neighbors. It's not That's even for you. We love it. So we do love holiday lights. We're super into the holidays. We just aren't going to be spending a lot of money on traditional gifts. But uh, yeah, so so, but we, so look we, at we appreciate them. But but it's not the lights is one example. So if that if that's the only splurge you have, okay, great. But when you see those popping up all over your life, it's not just that they add up, but how like you have to work longer for those. Yeah, that's something I totally agree with and resonates so much with me. It's you. It's actually you know, our mutual friend Paula from Afford Anything. I think she said it right. I quote her all the time. She said, "You can't afford everything." you can afford anything. So if you pick whatever that thing is for you that you want, whether it's travel or Christmas lights or sushi or fancy cars, whatever it is, you can have that thing. Just what are you going to give up to have that happen? How are you going to stay out of debt with that in your life? That's right. And we've picked travel as our, that's our, where we spend some money yeah, is travel. We Even do. we do it very smartly, but that is where a lot of, our, that's 25% of our spending goes to travel, even after we're using awards. With travel being such a big part of your life, uh, where are your favorite places you've traveled and where are your favorite budget places to travel? Oh, that's a, a great question. Uh, so this year, th this past year, 2017, we have taken 10 different trips. Nine of them were getting on an airplane and taking that trip. And the shortest was to Disney World. And the longest, I guess, was to Paris and the south of France. So spending 10000 And when we say we, we, we spent $10,000 on those 10 trips, that's every single penny we spent once we left our house. So if we picked up a cup of coffee on the way to the airport, that's in our that's in our spending. So we got that very low by using our points and some of the places that we really love. So, you know, so there's this trend that I'm really liking. So we were in New York and it, by the way, these 10 places are, so we were in Santa Barbara, we were in Manhattan, we were in Boston, Orlando, France. You should have given me a call when you were in Santa Barbara. I wish we, did, we didn't know you. Of course we would have called you. <laughs> well, now we're like good friends from, from this year's FinCon. Of course. Next time, next time we are fast friends. So that was an instant <laughs> connection. So, so we took a trip a year and a half ago to, Spain and Portugal, our money went very, very far there. And Spain was wonderful. So I love France. This trip was our four, my fourth time there. But what I loved so much specifically about Madrid, it felt very Parisian with a fraction of the price tag. And that was lovely. Portugal is another one that we really, really fell in love with. The mo we like most places. And what we've learned is that, I mean, so New York City isn't a place where people think of going for affordable travel. We found ways. We, I wrote three posts about it on the blog because we found ways to make that trip extremely affordable. We used an Airbnb near the subway in Brooklyn. So we weren't home very much. It's New York. What we found is there's value to be had everywhere. So even the most expensive places like Boston is incredibly expensive. We were in Monaco expensive. this past We were in Monaco. Time. These places are incredibly expensive and we figure out ways 
to do those things for less money. So like Amy said, in, in so Portugal and Spain are just inherently inexpensive. But even the places where it's expensive, if we like to go there, we'll figure out a way to make it uh, inexpensive. Oh, that's awesome. I went to Portugal and Spain with my wife when she was pregnant with our first daughter. So I guess it was two, two and a half years ago we did that trip. And my wife had never done the hostel thing in college. I was like, well, you're pregnant. This is our last chance. If we're going to do hostels, this is the end of our our young partying trips, <laughs> even though you're not drinking because you're pregnant. So we ended up, we've stayed in a super cheap hotel in Barcelona, which every time we went back to our room, I reminded my wife we paid for location, not the room. Uh, we've had that in Jerusalem as well, where our hotel room was like a smelly closet, but we were like right in the middle of the city. So who cares? You just sleep there. Um, we stayed in a hostel then in Madrid and a pretty nice hostel in Sevilla. And then we went all out in Lisbon and used uh, points and stayed at the super nice Sheridan. So we ended with a really comfortable note, but that cost 75 bucks. So it wasn't that bad. Thanks to miles and points. And I know that's one of your things too. So what are your favorite ways to earn miles and points? And do you have any favorite go-to credit cards or anything that is your biggest source of miles and points? Yeah, I think so. I was a business traveler whenever I was working. And so for like the last 10 years of my career, I was on a plane virtually every week. And so something I learned through my business travel is that you don't earn miles and points through travel. You, the best way to earn miles and points is actually through credit card sign up bonuses typically or using a credit card strategically to spend money in certain categories. So is there a certain card that we love? I think uh, we so we, two. We, I'm going to go with two. Uh, well, okay. Both of our wallets. We have about 30 <laughs> credit cards between us in our wallets. And so we so have, have about a lot 15. Of so you're in good company. Well, we're two of us. And we're, we're, on, we're not doing it as often. We're much more strategic. So when we got started, I think we had many more. Now we're, we're decreasing that. We still hold them if there's no fee or we transfer them to a no annual fee yeah. card. But we're not doing the signups like we did because we're maximizing bonuses throughout the year. And I'm going to go. So Amy's probably going to say that I'll, I'll go ahead and I'll steal her thunder here. So the Chase Sapphire Reserve card is something that we recently acquired and we added to our wallet. And that's one of our favorite cards, at least in the first year. So one of the nice things about the Chase that product is you get ultimate reward points, which is their proprietary points that you can actually transfer to various partners that they have. And so the card's pretty expensive to sign up for. It's about $450 a year, but you get $300 a year worth of travel credit. So that immediately comes off the top. So as soon as you hop on a plane or you stay in a hotel and you use this credit card, $300 comes off the $450. They also pay for a TSA pre-check or global entry, which I was up for this year. Mine is about to expire. And so we got to use that feature. That's another $100. So that reminds me, I, I get the same for my Amex Platinum and I need to sign my daughter up. Thanks yeah, for the reminder. You- <laughs> right. and, I, and I think that benefit is only every four years. That's not That benefit isn't annual, but Tim's is up this but year. But the Platinum card also has that feature. Yep. But every I think it's also like it's every five, five years. I five think years. There, I think platinum. exactly right. Same same thing with Chase. It's every whatever the period is. I think pre-check is every five years. So, But it's not, a, it's not an annual... Benefit. And it has this great lounge benefit, which in Denver, we don't have a lounge. It's a priority, uh, what is it? Priority Priority pass. pass. In Denver, there's not a lounge, but priority pass. I'll say there's a secret. You have a restaurant. That's yes. exactly right. And they <laughs> give you like $28 a person to go in and eat at this restaurant. And you could buy it. You could have $28 of alcohol and they pool it. So I don't have, we don't each have to have $28. Between the two of us, we have, what is that? 50, when I'm $56. There you go. And is that, 
So we paid for the fifty six. Oh my goodness! So that's so we, a few good shots before you hop on a plane. That's right. Get on there so all, so all, all good have his craft beers, and I can have a, a ten dollars salad. And it's as long as it's no more than fifty six dollars, we just pay tip, and off we go. Yep. So basically, the four hundred fifty dollars is, is free, and then you get the fifty thousand points, which you can transfer to various airlines, or you can use in their structure in a variety of ways. So we're big on Southwest Airlines. So we have a companion pass. So we've recently transferred some of these points to Southwest to use that. For, and, and the companion pass is a great travel product as well where we actually i buy a ticket and amy gets a ticket for free on southwest so ours ours expires at the end of the year or i guess it would have been last week when you're listening to this (laughs) and we uh, we don't have a good option to get it again i've not figured one out i tried really hard and i got sixty thousand of the 110 i needed miles well i know you know what you're doing so (laughs) (laughs) but uh but with the new one i don't think it'll be a heavy travel year anyway we'll we'll probably be at our home base in california for a bit well you know this was a this is probably two weeks too late eric but did you in california if you live in california they were actually giving the companion pass away for if you sign up for a credit card amount i signed up like four days too early and Uh, they wouldn't give it to me and my uh, wife says uh, the one expiring and she couldn't get it uh, so i sent it to everyone i know that lives in this state i'm like please get this companion pass and go travel and it's it's been amazing we've had it for the last four years i had it for two and then my wife had it for two and even up till our daughter just turned two in october that was three people traveling for the price of one every trip we took that's amazing we were going to denver to visit my parents we went to new york uh, for a conference and i took my family along it's been it's been an amazing benefit I say I know we could talk about this stuff for hours, and we probably will off of the podcast. <laughs> Perfect. <laughs> well, that's why we went in 2017. We did a lot of America for that exact reason. If one is Bogo, see a lot of America. See where Southwest flies. Totally. Yes, I love it. Everyone, listen to that. Go travel. Enjoy it. Um, so, if you want to learn more about what Amy and Tim are up to, uh, they're doing some really cool stuff. Where should they go? please visit us at our website. That's www.gowithless.com. www.gowithless.com. And that will be in the show notes, everybody. So you will be able to find that nice and easy. Thank you so much, Tim and Amy, for taking the time to chat with us today. Obviously, we have a ton of fun chatting about money and travel. And I'm sure we really could talk for like 30 hours instead of 30 minutes. But the average commute time in the U.S. is about a half hour. So I always try to uh, get right under that so people can finish listening before they get to work or home, wherever they're going. <laughs> we want to come back on then. Let's <laughs> do it right. again. Thanks, Eric. Let's, let's do a repeat. <laughs> Thanks for having us. Thank Thanks for listening much. to us, to your listeners. Thank you so much. And we'll talk to you soon. Well, that is a wrap on another one, ladies and gentlemen. I have a blast chatting with Tim and Amy. I got to hang out with them in person not too long ago, and I'm looking forward to the next time we get together. They're just an awesome couple. As always, please make sure to leave a rating on iTunes. It means the world to me and is the best way for people to discover and find this show. If you could support the sponsors on this show, I know no one likes to hear ads, but I try to make them light and fun, and that income is the only income I make from this podcast. 
podcast. It is all expenses. So it really helps me out and helps me grow the show. If you support them, whether that's, uh, you know, GoDaddy or Casper or any of the other uh, sponsors we have here on the show, it's great to have them and their support. Also, be sure to check out my brand new podcast coming twice a week. They're half hour long episodes with my hilarious and awesome co-host Whitney Hansen. You can find that anywhere you get your podcasts. The show is called Oh No We Didn't. So jump in there and check that out to hear about religion, politics, money, all the big taboos, maybe even a little sex talk here and there. I'm really excited. It's off to an awesome start. So thank you all for listening till the end. And until next time, stay profitable. (laughs) 